You're listening to She Starts Up Season 2. Today, I'm giving you all a little update about what's been going on for the last few months. If you've been following along in my social accounts, you've probably seen the news. In September, my company, Next Chapter, was acquired by Fastcase, a leading legal publishing company. During this episode, I'll be speaking all about the deal, including the why and the nitty-gritty details of selling a company. Listen as I tell the story of Next Chapter's acquisition and share what it's like to be a female startup founder who successfully built and sold her company. Let's start up. You're listening to She Starts Up, a podcast for ambitious businesswomen and modern working moms to learn strategies for starting their venture and family at the same time. Tech CEO and working mom Janine Sickmeyer will take you on a journey from building a business to surviving motherhood with four under four. Each week, Janine shares tips and interviews successful women to hear their journey so you can find balance and confidence to turn your startup ideas into reality. Here's your host, Janine Sickmeyer. Let's start up. Hey, everyone. I am so excited to be back. Over the last few months, I've been deep in contracts and meetings and working through the details of an acquisition. Before I get into telling you all about the acquisition, I'd like to first give you a little bit of background if you don't already know. I'm a founder of an online application that allows attorneys to prepare, file, and manage bankruptcy cases online. After working as a paralegal in the bankruptcy field, I discovered a need for the industry's first cloud-based application. I knew building this product wouldn't be easy, but I knew that the market needed something, and I really wanted to make a difference in the lives of lawyers and their clients. So I taught myself how to code. I built a team of engineers and developers, and then lawyers and paralegals, law students, and several other talent and entrepreneurs in the Columbus area and beyond helped me build Next Chapter. I'm probably making all of this seem a lot simpler than it actually was. So my entrepreneurial journey was not that easy. In fact, there were a lot of challenges. I lost a co-founder or two. Um, I pitched my product to nearly 100 investors, never received any funding. And on top of all that, I was this young woman starting a company in a huge male-dominated industry. I'd be lying if I didn't say these roadblocks were discouraging. There were days when I thought that I was in over my head and there was no way I was going to make it work. But instead of giving up, I just continuously reminded myself why I was doing it. And I I really kind of just kept forcing myself to keep going, even though I had a lot of downfalls. Next chapter's mission is helping people get to the next chapter of their lives. So I've always been a huge advocate for technology and the use of several products in my day-to-day work. And even at home, um, everything that just can make my life easier and automate. And that's what Next Chapter does for attorneys. It allows them to be more efficient and do their job more accurately, ultimately allowing them to spend less time in the office and more time doing things that really matter, like being with family or taking a trip or just having the peace of mind during off hours that your work is going to be done. So I knew that as I was building Next Chapter, I knew that legal professionals and attorneys and paralegals could all use this tool to save them time and automate their life and just make it a lot easier. So that's part of what kept me going, but really it was my support system too. I mean, 
my husband, my family, they were on this journey with me through every step of the way, and they were sounding boards and so much more. I also seeked out advice from those in the legal tech industry, um, people who have built web applications before or talked to attorneys um, using software so that I could really get out there and build relationships with fellow legal tech founders. And I truly can't explain how much of their advice helped me through some of the most difficult challenges that I was facing as a new, as a new business owner. So some of my longtime friends and mentors included Jack Newton, the co-founder and CEO of Clio, and Ed Walters, the co-founder and CEO of Fastcase. Ed Walters of Fastcase is where this whole story of the acquisition begins. So as I mentioned, Ed and I knew each other since I started Next Chapter. I met up with him at a few different legal tech events, ABA Tech Show, Clio Cloud Conference, and, and some other conferences where I saw him speak, and I was really fascinated by what he was saying on stage, a lot about autonomous vehicles in law and the law of robotics, and it was just very interesting to me. So I went to all of his talks, and I was listening and thinking, how could Next Chapter be more innovative? How could we learn from things like um, what Ed was talking about? And I really... I had admired his company and his leadership and the way he continuously innovated in the legal tech space. Fastcase is a legal tech company that has a product suite that allows attorneys to do their job faster and smarter. Their flagship product is legal research, but since then they've expanded their reach into law firm analytics and legal publishing, news, and even their own bankruptcy application. That's right. So Fastcase and Next Chapter had competing products. We were always friendly competitors in the space, and Ed, I remember, always used to say there's plenty of room for both of us. Um, we would meet up at tech conferences and talk about, what are you doing? Oh, this is where we're at. And it was a really, you know, instead of having like a negative um, feeling toward competition, we really kind of embraced it and talked to each other about how to make the space better and how to both work together to build things that bankruptcy attorneys wanted. So we kept our relationship, um, you know, very friendly, and he was a mentor of mine for several years. And then back in March, I actually reached out to Ed and gave him a call on my way to pick up um, my twins from daycare. And I was thinking, you know, how else do you grow a company like Next Chapter? I mean, we were ready to move into another market. We were thinking about raising um, a round of capital so that we could grow faster because we have all these ideas and such a great team, but I just had no idea really how to approach this, um, in the market already. I was thinking, is there a way to either, you know, work together? Is there a way to possibly acquire their bankruptcy company, um, or their bankruptcy product, or maybe a way to accelerate, um, internally for both of us? So I reached out to Ed and we had a conversation and it really kind of opened up the door for more opportunities. And I remember him saying, okay, Janine, just get to the point. Do you want to acquire our bankruptcy software or are you looking to be acquired? And I thought, hmm, well, um, either, you know, I, I think that both options were really, uh, were really viable in the kind of place where we were. Um, so we kind of started this conversation by saying, okay, we both respect, um, one another's companies and customers and what can we do next, um, to help each other grow and see if this could, you know, kind of work out 
um, either as a partnership or as an acquisition story. So from there, uh, we started having some more meetings. I was introduced to the COO, uh, Steve Eric, who has been now another mentor of mine through this whole process, and a lot of other people on their team. Um, you know, we weren't exactly sure about the details or how we were going to partner together, but we really just wanted to make sure that we could bring more innovation into the legal space by working with each other. And I really think that when you're looking at um, either potential acquirers or potential acquisitions um, of your own, just thinking about who else in the market do you look up to. And competition doesn't always have to be um, a negative thing or someone who is you know, fighting for the same customers as you. I think that you can really start to open up your eyes in as a business owner and say, who is it that I admire and how are they doing, you know, better in, um, in this space or what are they lacking that we could really provide and making sure that you don't burn bridges and just keep those relationships open and accessible, um, can really open you up to more opportunities. So we started having some meetings and trying to figure out what the partnership would look like. And it was all kind of up in the air. I mean, I went to DC a few times and um, that's where Fast Case is headquartered. I was telling my team about the entire process along the way. Um, most of the team knew because I'm just a very transparent business owner um, and manager. And I think that it just makes everybody else feel a lot more comfortable when they know what's happening. So I was trying to make sure that everybody felt good and we all knew what was happening throughout the whole process um, without exposing or, you know, sharing too many details, especially because it was so new at that point. So what was really funny about the beginning stages of this acquisition were that we didn't really know what it looked like yet. So when we started having these meetings, Mandy, uh, my... Um, COO at the time, and now the director of operations, her and I would sit down and talk about what would it look like to build a company with more team, more staff, more support and resources? How would we utilize um, a, a larger company, um, you know, their knowledge base and customers to kind of catapult our growth? So we had a lot of meetings like that together. But then once we met with some of the team at Fastcase, we really were kind of holding a lot more um, to our chest. And we didn't realize it at the time. But, you know, we really didn't want to share our metrics um, with this company until we knew where we were going. So I remember the first meeting we had where it was just kind of a product overview where we showed and demoed our product, the insides of it. We showed them everything that we have and we're, you know, pretty open about what the product looks like, how we use it, because it, you know, it took years to build. So there's nothing there that, you know, if you show somebody a one-time demo that you should be uh, afraid of, you know, them copying or taking any information or any of that. So we, we really just kind of said, okay, let's, let's show them everything we've got to offer. And, um, but then when it came to customer numbers and, um, revenue and, you know, these, these metrics, um, that we felt like were a little bit more private for the company, we didn't want to share that. I think that they felt like we were a little bit further along. So they were asking these questions and it was funny, Mandy and I were looking at each other like, Oh, this isn't really where we're at to share this information at this stage. So I remember we both kind of 
um, during this demo, we were looking at each other kind of like, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm going to share that. And we both had a bit of a sass going, you know, we were like rolling our eyes, feeling a little bit like "Mm, this is too much information at this stage. And then once we pulled back um, from the demo, we realized that our screen had been sharing um, our facial expressions throughout the whole meeting as well. And we just went, oh, my gosh, what did we just do? You know, and we felt completely humiliated, embarrassed. Um, I'm not sure, you know, if they ever really caught on or knew that that was how we were. But we we thought to ourselves afterward, like, that's not even, you know, we didn't want them to think that we were... Um, upset or, you know, angry or anything during the meeting. But I think that it was really funny because we were just so um, guarded to some of those details and specifics about the company, but they didn't hold it against us. Um, I'm not sure if they ever really, you know, even knew that we had this bit of sass going on um, during that stage. But it was so funny to me now because we're all so close. Mandy and I look back at that and go, oh my gosh, like that taught us something. Maybe, you know, we, we shouldn't be, um, as, uh, as transparent, I suppose, as we, as we are sometimes where we, um, just, you know, decide to look at each other a certain way, just in case our cameras might be turned on. So that was, that was too funny when we got off that call, we, we were mortified and we felt, you know, that, that we just, like blew it because we were, um, the way we were acting. So, um, but, but you know, that's, that's how any founder and, um, young company is going to feel about their product when asked about, um, specific details that you may not want to share. So now I, I look back and just laugh at it, but, um, you know, we really, this really wasn't something to be taken lightly. I think that I worked personally so hard on building next chapter into a successful company and gave up so much of my, um, free time as, you know, a a young woman. Um, I took a step on, you know, back on, on a lot of things that I really wanted to do early on in my life. And I think that I, I waited because I was feeling like, you know, I, I needed to make next chapter succeed. And that was my goal, um, before moving on with the rest of my life. And, um, that includes like buying a house or having a family, you know, and, and that's something that gets in the way of a lot of women who want to start a business. It's like, are they, can they also build a family at the same time? And that's kind of what I'm here to do this whole podcast about, um, anyway. But I, I remember early on, I was like, is this, you know, this is still my baby. Like, is this something I'm ready to do? Um, to, to kind of give that up. And what does that look like? Um, if I did, and I mean, the whole team that I built now is so important to me too. And I just, I had to make sure that this was going to be the best decision for everyone and not just me and, and the company, but you know, everybody involved. An acquisition is a really big deal. When one company buys another, you, I mean, you often hear people getting laid off and sometimes things change completely. I didn't want that for Next Chapter. A big part of why I agreed to this deal with Vastcase was because their company values and culture fit so well with Next Chapters. Ed and Phil, who is the co-founder at Vastcase, um, wanted Next Chapter not just for the technology, but for the people behind the product. They wanted our culture. And that was so important to me. The whole acquisition thing didn't happen overnight. I mean, it took 
months. We were constantly going back and forth and with contracts and negotiations. And it was really outside of what I do ever um, in a day-to-day, you know, business um, environment. And even when I'm negotiating with partnerships and integrations and, um, you know, other companies that may work with Next Chapter, that it was nothing like this. This was intense and it take a it took a really long time. Um, I there were several moments where I thought, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give this up and this isn't mine anymore. I'm not gonna have the ability to make decisions like where are we doing our company retreat this year or can I hire this person? Um, I've you know, since I started Next Chapter I've made all the decisions and early on it was really overwhelming and um, confusing for me because I was like looking around for the person to ask um, to, to buy items for the, you know, office or um, to make the right decisions um, on, on marketing expenses. But, but then I just learned to kind of accept um, and feel confident in my own answers. And, and, you know, now I I started thinking like, well, but what, what is this? I mean, what, why, like, is this really the right time? And I knew it was the right time for next chapter. We needed to grow. We needed to figure out the best path forward to grow. And it was either raising a bunch of money, um, turning into, you know, a different kind of platform, um, or, or an acquisition, um, who could help us get there. And, this was absolutely the best decision I, I could have made. So my my attorneys, Dave Gillespie and Kate Ball of Gillespie Law Group, helped me negotiate and really kind of stand my ground. Um, there were a lot of things I didn't know, and I'm so thankful that Dave and Kate have been with me since the beginning. Um, Dave actually helped me incorporate Next Chapter in 2013. So it was for him, a big moment because he says, you know, it went from baby to graduation. Um, and this was, I believe his first company, uh, that he's represented from the start all the way through acquisition. So, um, it was a proud moment for me too. He's, he's been around, he's been, you know, a, a counsel that I've looked up to and, and asked, um, so much advice over the past several years. And, He's really helped me make sure that the company is on the right track and always putting the best interest of the company first. And when Kate Ball started there, um, she's actually one of my really good friends too. So I was thrilled to be able to work with her because she's so smart and passionate about the law and about tech startups um, and how that works with legal. So it was awesome to be able to work with her. And she's also just a huge cheerleader. I mean, when I told her that we were going to be working on this acquisition, she is like the one person who came running up, like jumping up and down, hugged me when she saw me in the um, office and just, you know, she's screaming, oh my gosh, Janine, I can't believe this. And there are not that many people that understand um, how important and big of a moment this was for me personally. And it just was so, so good. And it just felt like you know, just, it felt like I had a friend who really understood. And I was just, it wasn't just, she wasn't just my lawyer, you know, she's been my friend, um, for a long time. So I was so happy to have her by my side, um, helping me 
work through this deal too. So if you're um, in either Columbus or Colorado, they have an office there. I would highly suggest um, talking to Gillespie Law Group about any legal matter when it comes to startups or how you form a company, um, how you raise capital. I think, you know, they have been just amazing for me and my company and everybody on the team um, who had questions through this whole process. So through the whole negotiation, I was exhausted. I would stay up late um, reviewing these contracts and asking questions to my attorneys. I had, we had so many emails back and forth and just things I didn't even understand. Um, I didn't understand half of the pages. There were over 125 and it was just, I would literally have to just sit down and block out time and really think through and read through every single page. And I just, I felt so isolated. And even with my attorneys, I, I felt like, you know, even they knew a lot more and understood all of this. And, um, and I didn't, I was like, what, what is wrong with me that I can't figure out, you know, if this is the right decision or not. And we went, I mean, we went back and forth, um, it, it, you know, and it's not, it's not anyone's fault. Like fast case was really helpful. And, um, they were all just like trying to make sure I felt comfortable and that this was the right move. But, you know, still having to talk with my husband about it, um, several nights, um, trying to make sure that this is the right move for our family too. Um, you know, because next chapter was doing so well and it's like, I don't know, is it, you know, is it the right time or are we going to keep like, like, where are we, um, with this? And personally, like, what, is this the right move or, you know, what's going to happen if I'm now like part of a company instead of the owner of the company? Um, what's that? Like, how's that change our family dynamics? Um, you know, some days I have to stay home and work from home because of, you know, one of the four children is sick or, um, you know, coming in early, uh, most mornings, I usually get to the office by seven. Um, you know, what does that look like? And we were just kind of, you know, there were a lot of questions that I had too, um, not just financial related, but just about, um, our company culture, how, how would that change in the Columbus office? So, you know, it was a, a very hard decision and we started the conversation in March. I went to Washington DC in June, um, to have a meeting with their team. And I did a full pitch, uh, presentation about the path where we're going, where we are, um, and you know, what's like, what the future looks like at next chapter. Um, I went back again a few months later with my attorney. We sat down for a conversation with them. They came here um, to Columbus and we they presented a deck to us. I mean, we had a lot of back and forth. Um, and throughout the whole thing, you know, I kept in contact with Ed. We kept discussing and having these conversations to make sure I felt comfortable. And um, also with Steve, the COO, and he's been amazing through the whole process. Um, but then, you know, we get to a point where I was just like, okay, we have to make a decision. This is almost done. And, um, and I knew what I wanted, uh, but you know, we, we just kept kind of going back and forth over numbers. And I remember a day where I just broke down. Like I picked up the twins early from school, um, or daycare and I took them on a walk and it was like late July And I just 
walked around the neighborhood for like two hours. And I was just, I, I, I cried. I called my mom. I was just like, this is a big moment. I don't know what to do. You know, I don't know. I mean, I knew that I wanted this and I told her all the details and she's like, what are you crazy? You need to accept this now. And I was like, I know it's just, you know, there's just a part of you when you start this company from scratch and build it up to 20 employees and 5,000 customers that you feel like, wait, what am I doing? Giving this up? This is, you know, this is mine. And, um, and it's not giving it up, but it was, it was just so hard anyway. So finally, I just came to this realization that if this did not go well, if this did not go through, that I would be devastated. And I think that's where we realized me, my attorney, my mom, like, you know, my husband, everybody that I was talking to said, you need this. This is where you're at. And it's hard to, you know, give things up um, that you feel so in control over, but this is where we're at. And when I talked to Kate about it, I had the same conversation and she's like, it is very apparent that, you know, if you, if you move on, then you'll be so heartbroken, you'll be hurt. And this is what you really want. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so it was, it was just such a great moment to realize that. And, um, and I mean, of all the difficult times I had during the years of owning and operating the business, I, I feel like this was probably the hardest decision, um, with the most positive outcome that I could have ever imagined. So we did the deal. So we, we closed, um, after, you know, several weeks and, um, of back and forth and we were closed and we were officially acquired on September 17th. So what does this mean for me in next chapter? Well, I transitioned from the CEO to the role of managing director and founder of next chapter and director of practice workflow at Fastcase. Whew, quite a mouthful. Um, the acquisition was just a great move for me and my company and really the entire team. While change is inevitable, next chapter will be operating almost entirely the same as we did before. All the team members, um, are still in the Columbus office. We even hired four more people, um, since the acquisition and every team member has more opportunity for growth and making a bigger impact on the lives of attorneys in the legal industry as a whole. Now that we're all together, we can do so much more. Next chapter has even more resources now to build even more innovative products and expand into other legal practice areas like immigration, which is coming first, and family law, personal injury, um, social security, disability, probate, and estates. There's so many opportunities now, and the sky is the limit. This isn't the end of my story. I like to think of selling my company as the beginning of part two. I am so thankful for everyone that helped me and supported me and gave me, you know, advice and reviewed my pitch decks early on and gave me, you know, feedback on my business plan. I mean, I couldn't have built this without everyone that was involved. And it was just such an experience for me. And I'm so thrilled to be able to take all of my team on this journey with me, um, moving into the next chapter. And 
working with FastCase. I invite you all to continue following along with the podcast and the blog and my social accounts as I continue sharing advice and tips for being a working mom and a female business leader. And I'm currently working on my forthcoming book where I'm going to be opening up about the experience as a female founder who successfully built and sold her company while raising a family of six. Um, I also am starting to invest in female-founded startups and um, women-owned companies here in the Columbus area and beyond. So reach out if you have that idea that you just can't wait to get started and you're looking for advice or mentorship or investment. Thank you so much. If you want to use any of the tools or resources I mentioned in this episode, visit the show notes on the blog for links. So subscribe to the podcast, She Starts Up, to stay in the loop, and visit the website, monamayjanine.com, to sign up for my newsletter. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, let's start up.